the latest Canon, Nikon, and Sigma news, Adorama launches their rebrand, don't update the macOS Catalina yet, and the Liam Photography Podcast holds its first photography contest. All of this coming up on Episode 40 of the Liam Photography Podcast. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 40. So this week, we're actually recording live before a studio audience. Just kidding, folks. I was playing around with the pads on the Rodecaster Pro. I know. Kind of a dick move. <laughs> All right, so in addition to the Canon, Nikon, and Sigma news and the rebranding by Adorama, I am also happy to announce we're having our first photography giveaway contest. Stay tuned later on in the show for more information on the contest and how you can enter to win. So the first thing I want to talk about this week is Canon to add 24P recording to the EOS 90D, the EOS RP, and the Canon EOS M6 Mark II. From Canon, in response to feedback from their customers about some recently launched EOS and PowerShop models, Canon plans to introduce 24P mode, or 23.98 frames per second, for movie recording via a series of future firmware updates for select models. After the firmware updates are downloaded, it will be possible to shoot 24p in 4K and Full HD for those select models. The first models to benefit will be the EOS 90D and the EOS RP at the end of October 2019. The PowerShot G7X Mark III and G5X Mark II will follow at the end of 2019, and the EOS M6 Mark II during the first half of 2020. Canon is committing to providing a diverse and full lineup of products, listening to our customers and providing enhancements accordingly. Well, I'm not sure if I agree with that 100% because there's a lot of things that Canon users complain about that they would like to see changed or implemented in firmware updates or future camera models, and most of those things seem to fall on deaf ears. But it is great that they're listening to consumers when it comes to the 24 frames per second and that they are planning to add that functionality to select models. Now, you can currently buy the Canon EOS 90D body only for $1199, the 90D with the 18 to 55 IS STM lens for $1349, or with the 18 to 135 IS STM for $1599. The Canon EOS M6 Mark II body only for $849, and the body with the 18 to 45 IS STF and STM, excuse me, and the EVF for $1099, and the M6 Mark II with the 18 to 150 IS STM and the EVF for $1349. And I'll be sure to put those notes or those links in the show notes for anybody that might be interested in picking up one of those cameras. 
it is a, a great to see that Canon has started to listen to a little bit of customer feedback and, and offers some functionality via firmware updates, especially on the video side, because Canon's cameras are used by a lot of vloggers and videographers just because they're great cameras. And with the dual pixel autofocus, you can't get much better than that, especially if you're a, a one person show recording your own videos, whether it's blog or full YouTube videos, wherever the case may be, you just can't beat the dual pixel autofocus because it allows you to set the camera or to hold the camera at arm's length pointed at yourself and the camera will maintain focus on your face the entire time, which is a great feature to have for that kind of video work. All right, the next thing I want to talk about from the world of Canon is the EOS 1DX Mark III rumored specifications. We've received the first rumored specifications for the upcoming Canon EOS 1DX Mark III. Now keep in mind, a specification list with a rating is coming from an unknown source. The Canon EOS 1DX Mark III specifications, now these are rumors again, a 28.1 megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor, up to 30 frames per second still shooting, dual digit nine, this would be the first time the 1D series will introduce a new processor, uh, IBIS in-body image stabilization, new and larger rear LCD, the source said that it also looked brighter, and we're expecting a February announcement. The source has no knowledge of the video features for the camera at this time. The camera specifications above are for a prototype and there's always a possibility that more than one set of specifications are in these prototypes. But if the February announcement timeframe is legit, we should be getting better information before too much longer. Now, February announcement does sound about right to me, especially with the upcoming uh, Tokyo 2020 games. Canon's definitely going to want the 1DX Mark III to be in, in pro sports shooters' hands in time for the Olympics, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. Now, whether or not the specs are legit or total BS, we'll have to wait and see. But it does make for some interesting and intriguing ideas and notions, especially the possibility that this could be the first time a 1D series introduces a new processor. Unless that is, of course, unless Canon decides to drop a Pro EOS R body before the end of 2019. There's been some rumors that they might then I would expect probably the EOS R Pro body would have the Digic 9 first, and then the 1DX Mark III would follow along behind that in 2020 with the same Digic 9 processors. All right, the next item I wanted to talk about this week, industry news, Sigma FP to begin shipping on October 25th, 2019. Sigma Corporation of America, a leading camera, photography, lens, sin lens, flash, and accessory manufacturer, today announced that its all-new full-frame mirrorless digital camera, the Sigma FP, will begin shipping on October 25th, 2019. The Sigma FP will retail for $18.99 US for the camera body alone and $21.99 US for the camera with the Sigma 45mm f2.8 DGDN contemporary lens from authorized Sigma dealers. Sigma FP key features the world's smallest and lightest full-frame mirrorless camera, 
with dimensions of 112.6 by 69.9 by 45.3 and a body weight of 370 kilograms, the all-new Sigma FP is the world's smallest and lightest full-frame mirrorless digital camera. It is equipped with a 24.6 megapixel Bayer full-frame sensor, purpose-built with durability in mind. Its dust and splash-proof body make it ideal for long hours in various shooting environments, while the absence of a mechanical shutter removes the potential for noise and shutter shock while increasing reliability. Dual purpose with support for 12-bit cinema DNG, the Sigma FP is capable of full-fledged video production, supporting 12-bit cinema DNG external recording for raw video data, and 4K UHD 24 frames per second recording. Alternating between still and sin shooting modes is possible with a simple flip of a switch. Each mode comes with a specifically designed operation system and displays, making it possible to concentrate on shooting in each mode stress-free. The Sigma FP uses the L mount, characterized by a short flange focal length, large diameter, and superior durability. In addition to the wide-ranging choices of Sigma lenses, other manufacturers' lenses can be used through the L mount alliance with Leica Camera AG and Panasonic Corporation. With the Sigma mount converter MC21, Sigma SA mount, and Sigma Canon EF mount lenses can also be used. Additional information can be found on the Sigma website, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. There's also a really interesting uh, Sigma FP concept video that you can watch, um, which is hosted on their YouTube channel. I'll include a link to that as well. Next up, news in the world of Nikon, the Nikon Z50 camera with DX lenses, Z-Noc, Nikkor 58mm F095, and MB-N10 battery pack are now available for pre-order. You can check them out and place your pre-order at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Park Camera in the UK, Wex Photo in the UK, Calumet in Germany, and Camera Canada for those listeners that are in Canada. Now, this does look like an interesting setup. The uh, Z50 is Nikon's new APS-C mirrorless camera along the lines of the Z6 and Z7, except without a full-frame sensor. I'm sure this is going to be very exciting for a lot of the hobbyist and amateur photographers out there that wanted to stay with Nikon, uh, but didn't want to necessarily spend the money to upgrade to the Z6 or Z7, you know, because they were cost prohibitive. Now, with the advent of this uh, Z50 camera, you can get into mirrorless and stay in Nikon for considerably less money. I'm not sure yet if there is any mention on the cost for the camera. I'm looking at it now, and no, I don't see a price just yet. So it'll definitely be something to keep an eye out for to see what is going to... Oh, here we go. Uh, the Nikon Z50 mirrorless digital body only will be $856.95, and that's on B&H's website. 
So again, definitely something exciting for the amateur and hobbyist photographers that are currently shooting Nikon and they'd like to be able to upgrade to the latest technology without breaking the bank. Now you have that option with the new Z50. The next bit of news coming out of Nikon is the Nikkor Z-Lens Roadmap. We have an updated Nikkor Z-Lens Roadmap just released by Nikon today. And by 2021, Nikon will have a total of 23 Z-Lenses. And that has the chart here. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out. The new Z-mount lens is announced today, the Nikkor Z28 prime lens, the 40mm prime lens, 60mm micro prime lens, the 105 micro S prime lens, the 24 to 105 S zoom lens, the Nikkor Z100 to 400S zoom lens, the ZDX 18 to 140 zoom lens, the Nikkor Z24 to 200 zoom lens, and the Nikkor Z200 to 600 zoom lens. And I will include the links to pre-order any of these lenses from Nikon's website if you would like to check it out and get some new lenses for your Z-mount body. The next bit of information I wanted to talk about in this week's episode is Adorama has rebranded their logo and website. Some of the changes and improvements you will see, new taxonomy, creator highlights on feature testimonials from working professionals on their most popular products, improved merchandising for a better navigational experience, and a revamped homepage that showcases the breadth of what Adorama offers. Adorama's new mission statement, we believe everyone is a creator. Our mission is to inspire, educate, and equip to make dreams a reality. Their new vision statement is be an integral part of every creator's success story. And you can check out the new Adorama website at adorama.com, and I'll include that link as well in the show notes for this episode. Now, for those of you that are running Macs out there, you might want to hold off on updating to Mac OS Catalina, especially if you use Photoshop or Lightroom. If you're a Mac user who regularly uses either of these programs, I don't recommend updating your computer to Mac OS Catalina just yet. Even though the new operating system has been out in beta for a few months, updating your Mac today will lead to a few annoying issues that you might want to wait for Adobe to iron out. Apple officially released Mac OS Catalina on October 7th, and neither Adobe Lightroom Classic nor Adobe Photoshop CC were fully prepared to handle the new operating system. According to Adobe's Mac OS compatibility pages for both Photoshop and Lightroom, the latest version of these apps work with macOS 10.15 Catalina, but have known compatibility issues. Now, one of the things, if you're not already aware, that changed with macOS Catalina is the operating system is entire 64-bit now, so 32-bit apps will no longer function. So if you have already done the install and you notice some of your apps that you had been using previously now have a, a, a transparent circle with a slash through it, that's why. Now, for Lightroom, there are only two relatively minor issues. 
Tethering issues with Nikon cameras, Lightroom is not able to detect Nikon cameras when the camera is turned on after invoking the Start Tethering Capture command. The Lens Profile Creator is also broken. The Lens Profile Creator is currently 32-bit, but the Adobe is investigating uh, the possibility of updating it to be a 64-bit utility. In Photoshop, the story is a little bit worse. File naming doesn't work right. Changing the file extension in the dropdown doesn't change the extension in the actual file name. You need to add the file type into the file name manually. Some plugins are broken. Plugins that are quarantined will return a Photoshop error that the file was not found or an OS error that says that the plugin can't be opened because its integrity cannot be verified. This happens with plugins that are not notarized that are downloaded from the web or installed by other methods such as drag and drop. Older droplets don't work. Older versions of Photoshop create 32-bit droplets, which are not compatible with Mac OS Catalina. Extend Script Toolkit is now broken. The Extend Script Toolkit, which is a 32-bit application, will no longer work on Mac OS 10.15. It is replaced by a new tool, and I will include a link to that tool in the show notes. And as mentioned before, Lens Profile Creator is broken uh, because it is currently 32-bit only. If you're a power user, Adobe says, quote, you may want to remain on your current version of Mac OS until these issues have been resolved and, and strongly recommends that customers do their own testing on a non-production partition to ensure that new operating systems work with their current hardware and drivers for printing and so forth. Any creative professional will tell you that it's not a good idea to update to the latest version of any operating system the day it comes out, even with ample time to prepare Major software companies are rarely ready with a full compatibility update on the day a new version is released. And that's certainly true of both Photoshop and Lightroom Classic in Mac OS Catalina. To read up on the compatibility issues, head on over to the Mac OS compatibility support pages for Photoshop and Lightroom. And I will include those links in the show notes for this episode. And now on to the last segment, the one that probably most of my listeners have been chomping at the bit for since the introduction of this episode. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to announce that we are having our first photography giveaway. Yes, you heard that correctly. Thanks to the wonderful people at Skylum Software for sponsoring this contest, I have one copy of Luminar 3 photo editing software to give away to one lucky listener. Skylum has been making great photography software since 2009, so this is their 10th anniversary. Luminar 3 is their latest photo editor to compete with the likes of Adobe Lightroom and many others. Now, I know there are a lot of photographers just starting out or photography students or hobbyists out there that don't want to spend $10 a month for the Adobe Photography Bundle, which gives you Photoshop and Lightroom and equates to $120 per year. Well, with Luminar, it's a one-time cost to have photo editing software that is fun to work with, and one lucky listener will get a copy absolutely free. Luminar 3 can do most all of the same tasks with your photos as Lightroom, especially since Luminar 3 Skylum added libraries to Luminar. Now you can import all of your images and have a similar library set up with a film strip like you would have in Lightroom, but 
only have to pay a one-time cost of ownership. I've personally been using Skylum software since around 2012, and I have loved their programs and how easy they are to use. I personally have all of their software and feel that they are well worth the one-time cost. Luminar is a great photo editor. Aurora HDR is their HDR software, and they even have a Flux plugin that can be used as an add-on to Lightroom to take your post-processing to the next level. I use Luminar all the time to do my post-processing. I love the way the software works, its layout, and how fast it loads compared to other programs I've used in the past. Plus, it's really easy to get up and running with Luminar as they have many helpful videos on their YouTube channel to assist you with the learning curve. If you don't want to wait to see if you've won the free copy of Luminar 3, you can head on over to my affiliate link, which is in the show notes, and get up and running with Luminar. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> and I want to thank again the wonderful folks at Skylum for sponsoring this giveaway. Now, Luminar is available for both Mac OS and Windows, so doesn't matter which of the two operating systems you're using, you're pretty much covered. Now, I'm sure you're asking, how can I enter to win? Well, all you have to do is join the Facebook group. You do have to answer a security question to join, but that question is, who is the host of the show? And you can put Liam or Liam Douglas, myself, once you are in the group, you must post a comment to the contest post and include a screenshot showing you are a subscriber to the show in either Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com, or any other podcatcher that you might be using to listen to this show each week. This contest will be running for 30 days, so the random winner will be chosen after the close of the contest, which is November 19th, 2019. The random winner will be chosen on November 10th, 2019. So make sure you get entered in the contest. You can only enter one time. So no putting multiple comments in there thinking you're going to outdo everybody else and have a higher chance of winning the software. Uh, it's only one entry per person. And as I said, the winner will be randomly chosen using special randomizer software. So I won't have any control over who gets it. Um, that's all going to be done completely random and above board. But I want to thank once again the good folks at Skylum Software for sponsoring this contest, which, as I said, will be going on for the next 30 days. And I will talk about it on each of the weekly episodes of the show, just to remind the listeners that the contest is still ongoing and that they still have a chance to enter to win. All right, with that, I am going to go ahead and wrap up episode 40 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes, Google Play, Radio.com, or anyone else, anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. Be sure to check out the Facebook group, Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a closed group, as I mentioned a moment ago in the segment about the contest but you can join the group. Just submit a request to join. You have to answer the security question, which is, what is the, who is the host of the show? And that's to keep out the bots and spammers and stuff like that, because nobody wants to see that kind of stuff in a Facebook group. All right, I will see you all next week in episode 41. <laughs>